And you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Wednesday. There you go. Oh, we're we're in the future right 27th. now. Twenty-seventh. We're releasing today. Thursday, October twenty-seventh. Thursday. Twenty sixteen. You're listening Why to the Collabcast <laughs> episode ninety-one. Ninety-one. We're in the nineties. Wow. We're in the nineties, yeah. Congrats. I am Marvin Yue. And I am Mindy Chang. And we're your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting him. I'm just letting him hang. I'm sorry, that's a bad, bad co-host. It's bad co-host. No, no, Marvin. Usually, he's got he's this. Been, no, no. If, if, I, I, anyways, no, we should totally keep this. We're yeah. Not okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. Let's ru- flow. Ruin that intro. No, you didn't. But, I, ru- uh, I ruined it though. I feel so bad. I spoke right in the middle of it. Well, you're ruining it now by speaking over your intro. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. JK, we love you, Will. Joining us this week, let's just uh, let's introduce our guests. Joining us this week are two amazing <laughs> improvers, improvisers, um, comedians from the actors. LA improv scene, and uh, uh, I'm just I'm totally thrown off. Hi, Will Choi, coming back to the Collabcast. Hey, Welcome I'm back. back. Hey, thanks hey. for having me. Hey, whoa, hey, 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 hey. He is the uh, <laughs> head producer of the upcoming ScarJo Presents. Round two. Round two. Round two, yeah. Um, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but we did talk. have a... um, The second one? We talked about the first one. one. Did we? Uh, Yeah, you guys mentioned it. We raved. I raved. It's been so many. It's been 91. Yeah, we've been been around the block a few times. (laughs) (laughs) And joining Will is Dhruv Uday Singh. Hello. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Who is a, um, you perform at UCB, right? Yes, yeah. I perform mainly at UCB, write, act, uh, other things that you yeah. can you can just claim to do. And then do. <laughs> <laughs> the esteem. Can we verify this on Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to talk about your upcoming improv event coming up uh, in November, first weekend of November yeah. to coincide with the release of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But welcome to the show, welcome to our collaboration offices uh, we're in this glass case of a conference room i was gonna say right a glass emotions. case of emotions <laughs> uh, we are though we're four creative people in a glass box we're keeping Very poetic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh let's get started uh every week we start off the podcast with a roundtable discussion about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture or asian america and uh, this week, uh, well, there's one thing on everyone's minds, or on everyone's Facebooks, and social media at least. So, uh, Will, why don't you start us off? Not everyone. <laughs> I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, this Sunday, this past Sunday, was the season seven premiere of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And Hold uh, up. Um, let's, um, spoiler. Yeah, for those of you who haven't watched. Everyone knows. I don't even watch the season premiere of yeah. Walking Dead. Um, please skip forward. Let's say five, ten minutes. Yeah, around and, that uh, much. There is nothing you will say that like has not probably been revealed. Right. Or go watch it right now. Yeah, just watch it right now. Yeah. Just turn this off. Watch the episode. Turn it back on. And come back. And come back. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, the season seven premiere, Walking Dead. Uh, everyone's favorite Asian American character. In the world. In the world. Uh, Glenn Ree, who was played by Stephen Yun, was killed off. Oh. Brutally uh, murdered on the show. And, um, man, it was... it was. Did any of you guys watch Walking Dead? I have not seen it. Yeah, no. I don't watch it. But I, I do want to say my favorite Asian-American character is the one Scarlett Johansson plays. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. That's true. That is true, too. Do you want to join my fan club? Yes. Please. Okay. Oh. It's not even out yet. But um, it's already... No, we already formed reviews. it. No, yeah. 
dressing um, up as her as for Halloween. But yeah, no, uh, I used to read the comics, so I kind mm-hmm. of we all knew we everyone knew it was that coming. it happened in the comics, but mm-hmm. people were holding on hope because the show has you know veered off yeah. from the mm-hmm. comics. Like some people on the show right now are actually dead in the comics right. and vice versa. So everyone yeah. was like, maybe Glenn won't die. Yeah. Um, but then I know. he did. He did. And the reason, you know, uh, he died on in the comic and episode or issue um, 100, which yeah. is kind of like the iconic uh, milestone for the, for the um, comic. And, uh, you know, the reason why he was killed off is because he was such a beloved character in the comic and on the show. And so... Uh, it was, I think it really shook a lot of people who were fans of the show just to see like their favorite character get killed off who happened to be an Asian American guy. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was, it was hard to kind of see that, you know, because you, you wanted him and that character to, because it's such a great representation of an Asian American Mm -hmm. on TV that like you wanted it to continue on and you wanted him to like grow even more as a character and and continue <laughs> to shatter stereotypes yeah. and so that's like the double-edged yeah. sword right it's like you have this really beloved character and this death really like it's maybe not the first time but it's you, it's not often you see everyone rally together to mourn this like mm-hmm. asian american guy that they saw as a badass on tv right. Right. and that was kind of cool to see that everyone was so affected mm-hmm. but at the same time because it was a role on tv we now have one less asian right. role. so exactly. as you know he's going to somewhere better you of guys course, of obviously course. yeah like mm-hmm. yeah i'm just trying to comfort you <laughs> yeah but like yeah and just in terms of the character of glenn yeah you know he had developed so much over the course of the show and he started off as kind of being the comic relief in a, in a world that was so bleak and in a world in a world mm-hmm. that was bleak and morbid <laughs> but you know he ends up kind of growing into this and uh, maturing into this yeah awesome character found love and found love made and, baby um yeah he yeah he he made a baby he made a baby or yeah he Unborn made a born baby. baby and yeah. um Aww. and uh yeah and so you know his his character is no longer um, but you know, you you also think about Steven as the actor and you're just like happy for him in a sense. Cause I, I honestly feel like the show was maybe even holding him back from doing more roles. Mm-hmm. And so now that he isn't tied to the show, which is already great, but you know, that's where I'm yeah. coming from. Where yeah. I'm like, you guys, he's blown up now. Yeah. Yeah. Now he, <laughs> take off. Right. And you read, you read the interviews about how like this death has been like, they, they, they already said it like two years ago in terms of like the overall storyline. And Steven said that it's such an important death in the comic that he wanted it for his character, mm-hmm. which was, which is great. Um, the only the sad part still is just, you know, for those of us who are fans of The Walking Dead because of Glenn's character, now we're left with a show with, like, all, like, mostly white dudes. Right, yeah. Right. And a couple black ladies. Yeah. That's basically the diversity on the show. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, whatever, but... Well, uh, here's the other thing. I mean, when we talk about diversity is every show, every creative is is allowed to have their, like playing devil's advocate. It's like, if we're having fresh off the boat, do we have to have white characters to make it diverse? Or do we have to have other non-Asians to make it diverse? Like, I get, I obviously get our our conversation Mm -hmm. that we've been having since forever. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. I don't, I think The Walking Dead is The Walking Dead and if they don't have an Asian guy anymore, which was part of the actual comic and we loved him. Yeah. I don't want to just assume like, oh, it's going to be a shitty show now. Oh, no, no. no. I mean, people are still going to watch because we all want revenge. That film must die. Yeah. Richard Dean Morgan, like, he, he needs to die. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Because that's how I feel like the the people... Okay, so when we get to the Tilda Swinton thing, when we talk about Doctor Strange and the critiques of saying like, oh, the diversity crusaders, are like the people who are going to make a stink about something. Mm-hmm. I'm not making... Personally, I'm not making a stink that if... I don't watch it, but I'm saying if he's no longer there... I mean, I would be devastated. I'm glad I didn't watch it because I'd probably be a wreck right now. Right. Um, but if he wasn't there anymore, I wouldn't really like look down on it or like no, feel not. like no, I need yeah. to put on a crusade to be like, there's no more diversity. <laughs> you screwed it up. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's Tina what Fey. I <laughs> entirely meant. Not to you, it's to meant. Tina Fey. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just in terms of the context of Asian representation on TV. Yeah. yeah. It just sucks that, you know, like now there was one less. And, right. and rep- I think it's also, I yeah. think what you're saying about representation is important because this was a character that you can probably count on your hand the number of like Asian American characters in TVs and movies who are like badasses and right. aren't yeah. just like relegated <laughs> to like a 
supporting role for the main straight white male lead. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. I feel that's that's the part that just feels like a bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For yeah. those of us who follow like the representation like story. Yeah. Right. That, that, but that's what sucks most about this. But also I, just the fact that he died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would. That's why I'm glad I didn't watch it. I think Stephen Yeun's <laughs> like the best. Yeah. I met him on Saturday, mm-hmm. and he's the nicest person. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. did such a good job adorable, keeping that handsome. secret because everyone is asking him, mm-hmm. like, "Yo, are you dying tomorrow night?" <laughs> yeah, and everyone commented on my photo. I took. He took. He took a selfie on my phone. I'm never washing his phone again. Um, <laughs> you don't wash phones, but anyway, I'm not gonna. Like, <laughs> you can wash it. Just can't use it anymore. Yeah. yeah, but but for me, I guess because of all the hoopla around him. Mm-hmm. For me, having not watched the show, I'm so like happy for him because I'm so like, you're going to do so much cool yeah. shit because yeah. everyone knows that you are that guy yep. and everyone's excited and you've proven yourself time and time again yeah. that you're going to get like, we're, this is not the end of Steven Yeun and this is not the end of badass, funny, charismatic, like cool Asian guy. He's gonna. He and many other people that a lot of that we know are gonna like go yeah, forth he's, and yeah. prosper. He's gonna, he's gonna definitely trailblaze more, even more characters in the future that are yeah. just as mm-hmm. you know nuanced as Glenn was. Yeah. Um, you know, in future roles because he's so talented because he can do drama and comedy. You know, he did improv back in the day and stuff. So yeah. you know, he's. He also sang. He was and he on, sings too. Yeah, he was at collaboration in Chicago. Like I think the inaugural year. I saw photos, but I want to. He- <laughs> I want to hear him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. I was. Um, I was at the Cape event where where Minji took her selfie, and I didn't get my selfie. Steven took the selfie. Um, I was seeing him hanging out with Danny Day Kim. I was thinking, hmm, if they made like Looper two, he can play young Danny Day Kim <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know how Jiggle played young Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Although I don't think they look enough alike, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> But that'd be cool. What's on your mind, Ruv? Uh, uh, well, one topic I was thinking about was just, and this is a very broad, uh, kind of an evergreen thing, but you know, the, I think the definition of Asian and what it means to be Asian is it, it varies so much from region to region, country to country, person mm-hmm. to person. And it's, a, it's just an interesting, broader conversation, I think, for me about like, it comes down to, <coughs> sorry, you know, that notion that race is just a social construct. And I think there's truth to that of like, yeah. Uh, the same person can go from this is like like one this was actually documented one human being in a study went from the United States to Mexico to Puerto Rico and he was called black in one country mixed in another country and white in another country you know what I mean it's just it's hmm. just all fluid definitions based right. on what the country thinks of it is and Asian's the same thing to me which it's it's interesting because like I'm from uh, a country in Asia where I grew up I grew up in the continent of Asia yeah. <laughs> but in America I think when people think of Asian they they think of East Asian or Southeast Asian or right. like there's a right. specific region and I think it's all based on just impressions that people have yeah just just <laughs> just you know what I mean they're just like well he doesn't they, they look kind of different to me so that's a different race but right. it's so I don't know it's so interesting to me because like in, in the United Kingdom Asian yeah. is South Indian, Asian, South Asian yeah. primarily you're, yeah. Pa- yeah. you're Pakistani Bangladesh you're yeah. Indian mm-hmm. usually and you're, you're Asian yeah. uh, here yeah. it's South Asian is South Asian is South Asian yeah. Like, yeah or they call us East Indian which is interesting to me but yeah. by which they mean not Native American when they say Indian you know oh. which shouldn't be called Indian in the first yeah, place yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, Wait, it's just, what <laughs> it's all just like it's all a, the way ra- race is to me just like a thing it's basically a convenient definition when people need a world political chess move that they mm. need to make. Oh, that's a different race. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think... I, I very much doubt the... Like, when the Japanese... Some of the Japanese invaded China, right? I doubt they thought of the Chinese as the same race as us. They were like, oh, no, that's a separate race, so we're going to... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in China, they think of many different ethnic groups and races. Yeah. It's all just, like, whoever it's convenient for, that's who will put borders around and call it a race. <laughs> like. It's so interesting to me. I don't know. I just find that fascinating. It's... Yeah, I mean, this is something that we've talked about before, too. Just the like the whole Asian is not a monolith discussion where, right. you know, it's you so say diverse. Asian, yeah. yeah, but there's so many like, and our experiences are different too. Like, yeah. like even amongst East Asians, like right. the Chinese American experience different than the Korean American experience, different right. than Japanese American. Absolutely. You know, right. a lot of Japanese Americans. The history Americans, is so yeah. different, yeah. Even generational wise, like most, a lot of Japanese Americans in the States are like third, fourth generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese can range from like sixth generation all the way to first generation. Yeah. And, you know, Korean Americans too, like, yeah, it's, I think we're on that journey though, because when I, I don't know, just kind of like taking a step back and if, if you are referring to Europeans, there, there is that term European mm-hmm. and that obviously 
umbrella term for a lot of different yes. mm-hmm. but countries. I think, but it comes down to like representation here where I feel like in America, you don't think of your... When you say, yes, European is a term we use, but... You also, you are like, oh, that's like, you think of people as Irish or Italian. Exactly. Or We've diversified in, in, in European. So I feel like it's yeah. our time. It's part of our journey right so. now to like, so. what's the word? Disaggregate? Disaggregate. Yeah. 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 We are <laughs> disaggregating. Just not be a monolith. Currently. Not be like, yeah. Yeah. I'm currently being disaggregated. Yeah. <laughs> presently. And I think that is, that's a representation that most races, anyone who isn't white yeah. in America, right. I, who identifies as non-white, faces in a way. Like when people say African-American, they're often referring to pe- like people who have, uh, Caribbean descent, or have no, you know what I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. who are not even, uh, but it's just because yeah. the representation is in media for most races or anything that's considered not mainstream white is, is that, very monolithic. It's, yeah, and, and is that changing now? Because I was somebody corrected me and said you shouldn't say African American, you should say black. It's and I don't know. And it's I was like, it's well, like when you say East Asian Asian or the whole you know like different people care to different degrees but to people who work it matters it matters a lot Mm -hmm. right so um as someone who is you know has gone through life kind of not thinking about it Mm -hmm. it helps to think about it at least i'm I'm asking yeah Um, yeah Yeah. i I completely i'm asking so like what am i supposed to say i think there's no harm in like asking yeah. If you're not sure, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. it's That's the true. assuming and then using, and then even yeah. when you're being corrected, not to like be a defensive about. I wasn't defensive. Right? I was genuinely no, yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, is yeah. I didn't know." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like that's yeah. A, yeah, that's about it. like I, I have a transgender friend, and when and she came out not so super long ago, and initially I just I just asked, I was like, "Hey, do you have a preferred pronoun?" Because like you're still in that phase where she hadn't fully adopted, you know, a female name, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "Yeah, just she." I was like, "Oh, great," and that cleared it Thank up. Thank you so, for letting me know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It cleared it up so easily, rather than yeah. like having yeah. that awkward. Uh, Figuring out whether I'm offending her or not. Yeah, right. and Which so, I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so when someone says, "Oh, we, I prefer black," like just make a note, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you might mess up in the future sometimes. But you know, as long as you're you, you take that like okay that open, because a lot of times when you're corrected on these things, you kind of like it's the whole like I didn't mean it, mm-hmm. but how dare you, right? Mm. Like, it's it's a very slippery slope mm, because yeah. some of them the the underlying tone. I've been on the receiving side of that, and there are times when people are you can tell for the most part you can tell when they're just like they just don't know and they're yes. ignorant, and then you're mm-hmm. just like it's a friendly exchange, and you're like oh well actually like I'm I'm Asian American but I'm Korean, and they're like when you say I've had conversations like so when you're Asian American does that mean you're part white like somebody asked me that I like, just like, don't know no. Yeah. I'm Asian American because I my parents are from Korea, but I was born in the states, so therefore I am. And like it was yeah. just a yeah. conversation, yeah. Um, and they were not rude or mean about it. They're genuinely just confused. I think tone matters, and you I didn't even tell. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I mean, if you're someone listening to this who has ever been, I do genuinely appreciate it when, like, for example, if if a white person is racist or something or says <laughs> something, and you and you say, "Hey, I'd prefer," you know, that sounded offensive. I I I hate it when the immediate response is like, oh, what? No, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just take a second and be like, maybe, maybe, you're, yeah. maybe you did offend them. Who's, who's, <laughs> oh, right. who's the one that some comedian said, oh, I think it's Louis C.K. Yeah. When like, he's like, when someone calls you an asshole, that's not like, that's their, like, that's not your place to be like, you're wrong. That's your place to be like, what did I do to like, yeah, exactly. maybe. prompt you to have call me an asshole? empathy. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, and yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes they might be wrong. Maybe you, maybe you weren't, but it, it never hurts to listen right. or like take, you know, yeah, assess it. <laughs> I just, it just reminds me. Uh, your thing just reminds me of um, at, at the comedy comedy fest when Allison De La Cruz would kind of like talk about what the comedy fest was about and like the JCC and stuff, and she would be like. Uh, Asian Americans, and she would list off what, like, what we mean by Asian American is like East Asian, Southeast Asian, South Asian, Hawaiian American, uh, Hawaiian American, Native Hawaiian, yeah, Native, yeah, Islander, yeah. all of these different <laughs> things, and it's like, yeah, we we are all kind of encompassed in this term Asian American, um, and, and 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 this is specific for I guess the comedy comedy fest, but like because there's just not a lot of us in entertainment. Mm-hmm that we kind of right now have to be lumped together. Right. right. Yeah. And then hopefully... And if, then disaggregate. Yeah, disaggregate <laughs> yeah. once we kind of... But I think that's happening as we speak, and it kind yeah. of happened with the Pacific Islander thing. It, I think it's just I mean, people owning like the... the okay, terms, so this right? was a funny yeah. moment. It was like a very learning moment because we were promoting our conference, which is actually happening in two weeks. Last year, we were saying we're an Asian American Pacific Islander 
you know, movement, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And and somebody called us out saying, you don't have any Pacific Islander. And then me in my ignorance was like, no, we have tons of Filipino people. (laughs) And that was to me at that point, I was like, Pacific Islander includes Filipino. Mm -hmm. And they called me out and said, no, you're wrong. And I didn't feel like it was a very nice way, but... I was like, I just, I'm sorry, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is when I asked our Filipino participants in our conference, they are like, wait, I'm not? Like, they were really? like oh, a few wow. of them were like, I thought I was. And they're Filipino. And I was like, yeah, look, we need to, we yeah. need to like yeah. talk about this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. interesting. It was a learning moment. Like all of us, <laughs> including the Filipinos who thought that yeah. they were Pacific Islanders, like, That's so, funny. so huh. am I just an islander? Like, am I, what am I? And so funny. Yeah, I think... Philippines are considered Southeast Asian, I think. Is it? Uh, okay, see, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Still learning a year later. Because Pacific Islanders are like New Zealanders, Maori, Hawaiians, New Zealand's Fiji, included in that? Like Maori like, people. Uh, like the the um the, the people Native. yeah, the people that are being represented in Moana, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. And I can't wait for Moana. Cool. The well, rock. On the subject of representation and race and stuff, um, on my mind is the, um, so our friend Jenny Yang started a holiday. Did she start the holiday or is it already exist? I don't know, but she, um, her new site, Bad Appetite, which is her parody site of Bon Appetit, mm-hmm. uh, was pushing this thing on Monday called Bring Your Ethnic Food to Work Day. Awesome. Which to me was just Bring My Food to Work Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it was kind of a... Like empowering people to bring their lunches that might be more stinky or more flavorful than people are used to. Fermented lunch. stuff. Yeah. Right, right. And to be proud about it. And right. she filmed this really great um, like sketch, right? Sketch, yeah. yeah. About um, not only people bringing like their curries and their, mm-hmm. their kimchi, but also like the white guy like reacting to it. <laughs> right. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Like um, there's been a lot of. And ever since Jenny started the um, Bad Appetite channel as a response to the uh, the pho incident mm-hmm. at Bon Appetit, mm-hmm. of course, there's of been course. a string of, of these. It's kind of like when we started being more aware of whitewashing. We started seeing it everywhere. Right. Now that we're starting becoming more aware of appropriation of Asian, like kind of traditional Asian foods, mm-hmm. start seeing it everywhere. Like just today, they posted a, a, a recipe found at Bon Appetit for a like reimagined hollow hollow. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I didn't bring kimchi. I missed out on this, and I'm really bummed right now. (laughs) I brought it to school. I brought it to work. I brought it on a regular basis, and I would get comments. Yeah, I remember as a kid when we would, my mom would pack me, you know, it's your lunchbox moment where, like, you bring your Korean, like, for me, my Korean food, and then everyone was like, ew, what are you eating? What is that? Why are you eating seaweed? You know, like... Stuff like that, and now it's in Trader now it's Joe's. like, y'all, you eat seaweed all the time in sushi, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just remember that as a kid and being so like ashamed of it, of like our, you know, our ethnic food and stuff like that, and uh, and and honestly, you know, fresh off the boat, they already tackled this, but like, I want to buy Lunchables, like that. I I had that moment as a kid. I never had Lunchables. I've always wanted it because mm-hmm. it looked so cool, and. I remember there's a there's a there is a point in college where I was just having every night as a snack. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> Throw a vegetable in but there. But it was like, you know, you're in college, your your parents aren't buying you groceries oh, anymore. Yeah. You just yeah. like my college diet was insanely unhealthy. <laughs> I think for a, almost a whole year, I think all I had for almost every meal was uh, a protein shake and two spoonfuls of peanut butter. Oh <laughs> I'm calling it day. Actually, like, that's pretty great. Well, it peanut butter was some no fiber. vegetables. Peanut butter has some fiber in it. I mean, compared to like vegetables every night, that's not too bad. That's funny. Well, I think college was more vanity driven, so I think I, I threw in some salads in there. Mm-hmm. But oh, high yeah. school was the worst. It was like flaming hot Cheetos dipped in nacho cheese <laughs> with a drumstick at I the end. Right. Yeah, I convinced myself if I ate a salad along with all this shit. That it made it okay. Balance, right. yeah, yeah, balance yeah. it out. That's how yeah, that's yeah. how nutrition works, right? Yeah. <laughs> the they funny like, thing they is, they fight each other in your stomach. <laughs> I think it says something about my personality at the time. As a kid, like I felt all the shame and I felt embarrassed. My mom would make me like kimbap, which is amazing, right. which is Korean sushi. It's not particularly smelly, but people would just be like, I, and I grew up in San Jose and Cupertino, which is really diverse, but still they're just like, what's again? It's just novel, so mm. you don't see it that often. They're like, what's that? Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a high level of like, eh disgusting but i feel like i'm kind of when people give me 
when they push back or like give me crap, I get really mad. <laughs> about so, your food choices? Just like, no, about anything. Well, like if they're making fun of something, I get, I'll get defensive. And I think it's just, we, I had this talk with my friend. They're like, why do you think Korean people have so much anger? <laughs> like, I think a lot of minority groups have a lot of like latent anger. And it's all these like years of microaggressions mm-hmm. compounded. Right. So then it's do- it doesn't take that much, I guess, to trigger it. But like it's the n- straw that breaks the camel's back. If you make fun of my food one more time, <laughs> I want to lose my shit all <laughs> over you. But I think I had that when I was a kid because I it's like subtle. and You don't you don't know how to process. it. You don't know what microaggressions are. You don't That's know true. really know what the contract of racism is. You just know somebody is taking something that your mother made for you with all her love that, you know, is delicious mm-hmm. and the bomb and someone's making fun of it. You're just like. <laughs> you know you don't know yeah. i didn't know the words yet but yeah. like go f yourself That's like why are you what yeah. who are you to judge my food i think for me it was easier because like i grew up amongst asians so i had like a group of people like yeah that's totally normal that's fine mm-hmm. you know but yeah. i do understand that a lot of people for a lot of people that's not the case yeah a lot um, of people but i just want to talk about this new food awakening of our I guess activism or our. Yeah. Well, I thought our, you were going to talk about the um, the recent pho, quote unquote. That's quinoa. It's quinoa pho. Oh, Did that's another that? thing. What well, that's it that's was in New York Times. That's what I meant oh by like. Gosh. That was last week. Yeah, I think that was the article. From, I was actually from a couple years ago. Was it from a couple yeah, years ago? Yeah, but it got brought up again. Yeah, quinoa. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. I think it's fun. I think it's um, a lot of the current discourse comes from like these up and coming or these celebrity chefs who take their inspiration, obviously from Asian cuisine, Mm -hmm. and then start selling those. So like you have people selling, what basically amounts to like elevated like sweet and sour pork for like 18 bucks a plate or something, right? Right? And then basically getting applauded for it, for discovering it or making it big when we've been doing it for years. Yeah. For like, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think the, the worst thing is just like, oh, you're doing it. You've been doing it wrong. Yeah, that's the that's the part that's that, that stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, uh, pho, you're you've been eating it wrong this whole time. It's like, no, excuse <laughs> me. It's, yeah, yeah, you know? right, absolutely. And then it takes like an outside expert to like show right. you how right. like how, how this is how part. it's yeah. done. Yeah. It's basically the, the, the Matt Damon effect. Of yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save your great wall. Right. Okay, from Matt. dragons. Well, yeah. on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're come back to talk to Will Andrew about. Scarjo presents cool. the yeah. most epic of Asian American comedy shows. <laughs> dun dun dun! All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey everyone, Marvin here. Just a reminder that this podcast is part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting to creative talents of the API community. You can find out more about Collaboration by going to our website at collaboration.org, where in addition to more information on our programs, you can also find our content offerings, such as podcasts, videos, and blog articles, all to support the Asian American community in the arts. Another reminder that Collaboration's Empower Creative Leadership Conference and Star Finale Showcase are both coming up in a little over two weeks in Los Angeles, California. The Empower Creative Leadership Conference is taking place from Friday, November 11th to Saturday, November 12th. At Empower, you can attend workshops, panel discussions, and mentoring sessions with prominent entertainment leaders from the Asian American community. This year's speakers and panelists include journalist Jeff Yang, actor Ali Maki from TV's Wrecked, Jason Lee from The Jubilee Project, John Kern, writer for The Simpsons, Christine Chen from XOXO Christine, and Phil Wang from Wang Fu, among others. You can find out more about the conference, how to register, and our lineup of speakers by going to the website empower.collaboration.org. Also taking place that weekend is Collaboration Star, our annual finale showcase where we bring together up-and-coming Asian American performing artists from across the nation for the national finals of Collaboration's Talent Showcase. In addition to our up-and-comers, Collaboration Star is also an annual celebration of Asian American achievement in media and entertainment. This year at Star, we're featuring a series of collaborative performances from amazing Asian American artists, including a collab between Paul Date and Jane Louie, as well as J.R. Aquino and Tim De La Ghetto. More special performances will be announced soon, so please check out the website where you can find more information on the event as well as how to buy tickets at star.empower.org. And as a special bonus to our Collabcast listeners, you can enter promo code CLABCAST to get a special discount on your order. 
If you want to attend both events,、um, special bundle offers are also available, and you can find either option on their website. One last thing before we go, the Clubcast is proud to be a founding member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts and podcasters featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. You can find more information and check out the other members of the collective by going to our website at podcastpotluck.com, and be sure to subscribe to our social media handles、um, to keep updated on new episodes from members. If you're in LA, we are having a launch party at Soul Sausage in downtown LA on Wednesday, November 9th at 7 p.m. Check out the Podcast Collective's Facebook page for more information on the event. And going forward, every week I'd like to give a special shout out to another member of the Potluck Collective. This week we're promoting Saturday School, a podcast where Brian Hu and Ada Sang teach you about Asian American pop culture and film history. The hosts Ada and Brian are also former guests of the Clubcast and are always a lot of fun to listen to.、Um, check out Saturday School. You can find out more information on how to subscribe to them by going to podcastpotluck.com. And that'll do it for our break. Now let's get you back to the show to talk more about comedy with Will and Drew. Welcome back to the Clubcast. This is episode ninety-one. We're here with our guests Will Choi and Drew Uday Singh. Yay! Yay! Hello <laughs> again. <laughs> Who will be at the UCB Inner Sanctum on Friday, November fourth,、um, to perform in Will's latest rendition of Scarjo Presents, which is a,、um, I guess a a thing now. Yeah, it's a yeah. thing. It's、yeah. uh, it's an Asian American Pacific Islander. I, I feel weird saying that now that we talked about it, but uh, yeah, it's an AAPI uh comedy event. Um, the first show was in May, celebrating AAPI Heritage Month.、Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys haven't heard of it before, it's basically uh. Yeah, it it was the first show was three improv teams that featured all Asian American improvisers,、um, and、uh, Drew is part of Voltron, the UCB super team, which is all、um, the past and present Asian American、um, main stage UCB players. Yeah, I love them so much. <laughs> Thank so you.、Great. Yeah, they're、it's、so great. Bl- it's a pleasure to do that show for those who weren't there. Uh, I think had like three hundred people yeah, backing、like、the theater. Yeah, two, there were more people in the sanctum than there were on any of、uh, either of the other two UCB yeah, stages, Franklin、right. or Sunset. Right, it was crazy. It was great.、Yeah. The、so、energy、packed. was amazing. It was、oh、such a cool. Oh my god! It's a free show. It's free. Free. It's a bunch of cool snacks. Free snacks.、Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> great like, snacks. Yeah. From different. Like oh, so good. Oh my Making god. Making a statement that like. People will turn out. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think we were all very surprised. Like、uh, when I put the event together at first, because it was for、uh, AAPI Month, and I, I just kind of assumed that UCB would have something,、mm-hmm. you know, to kind of like celebrate the Asian American community during that month. And when I didn't see anything, I was、mm-hmm. just like,、uh, I feel like I, I, I think I could put something together. Yeah, yeah. it's、and、not a hugely represented community at UCB. That not for、yeah. any fault of UCB, of course. The way the the it,、yeah. sh- it shook out, like it's there's, and I'm glad you identified、yeah. the people who are and <laughs>、yeah. put put it together because it's great. Yeah, and um, and, and if you're not familiar, whoever's listening to what UCB is, it's the Upright Citizens Brigade、um, Theater in LA, and it's a improv and sketch. School, I guess, and theater,、mm-hmm. and、um, yeah. So I just kind of like was, I just wanted to do something, <laughs> I guess, and and so I contacted Drew and uh, other uh, performers like Eugene Cordero, Rene Goubet, and and a、All、whole bunch,、hilarious. and we、mm-hmm. put it together, and the the、uh, the anticipation for that show was so great. Because it got so much press, and and、um, and then so the night of the show when the inner sanctum was packed, it was standing room only, and you know as performers and stuff like just feeling the energy of the room. Like there was there were moments where I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening,、mm-hmm. and it was I felt like it was like such a big thing for UCB to see that too, yeah, to kind of see like whoa. Where where did all these people come from? And <laughs> they're like thirsty for that comedy. Right? Is, yeah. yeah. Of course, they've been starved for, exactly. for like representation. It's, I think it's the best. The funny thing with the diversity conversation, and especially just because the Asian American Pacific Islander narrative has been so much focused on this invisibility factor.、Mm-hmm. Again, if you're invisible, like nobody will notice that you're not there.、Mm-hmm. So, some of the conversations I've had with various people on different. 
at like sides of the diversity conversation are like, how are we supposed to know that you guys cared that you weren't included? Like people are just going and doing their thing. Yeah. So then I'm just so proud that you took it upon yourself because it's kind of like, again, like the, the, the concept of not asking for permission saying like, or like, or having any sense of like entitlement. You're not even sitting there like, well, why aren't we included? It's like, hey, we're not included. Okay, we're going to make something. Yeah. And it's going to be Which amazing. And, and I think that's just what so. separates the, you know, when people talk, well, I think you were talking about earlier where you were like, they, those articles are just complaining about like, oh, the uh, outrage police or whatever come in. What separates people who are just saying it and being outraged and like Will is someone who is, say, is saying, I'm just going to do it anyway. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's just taking charge. And I love that. I love yeah. that. I love the that. The image attitude. of Will is just yeah. him just going like in his hoodie and just like shrugging his shoulders. He's like, all right, let's, yeah, let's yeah, do a show. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. I mean, that's so true. Yeah. And that's what happened. And yeah. And so, you know, and, and so since the first Scarlett Johansson show was so successful, um, this next one is the same night that Doctor Strange premieres. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted it to be like, hey, um, come to a show that actually features Asian Americans, you know, like counter programming. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like if you want to watch Dr. Strange, fine. That's, that's, you know, it's your life, whatever. But, um, but for this night, you know, come to this show and then, and see what, what Hollywood is missing out on because there's so many people that are going to be performing and all very talented performers. We have Shang Wang doing standup, um, a f- dear friend of mine, Giovanni Linneoi, who's doing a character monologue, uh, Voltron, the UCB super team, which Drew is a part of and uh, stir Friday night, which is a improv sketch and comedy sketch and improv team, uh, based in Chicago. And, um, you know, like it, it's just going to be so much fun because there's also, there's so much material to talk about, <laughs> you know, because from May till November, so much has happened. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Damon, the great wall that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fu <laughs> situation happened. Jesse Waters, Jesse happened. Waters happened. Mulan, happened. you know, there's just so, so much things. and it's so crazy. Like I <laughs> just I, dishing it out. Yeah. And like, I want to include all of that in there, but you know, we're limited in time, but <laughs> there's just so much. Um, <laughs> there's, there's so much, you guys, but um, I'm so happy that uh, you know that the, the support behind the show yeah. has has, gr- has oh, grown. Oh, I did want to say on, on that line, because you were talking about Doctor Strange stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Voltron did decide that for this show, we will be played by all white team outside the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be pretending to be Asian. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. Please. Oh my god. I mean, what's great about it is you know, things like Scarlet, things like even like the Comedy Comedy Festival is, mm-hmm. you know, you take a look at the and you know maybe. In my bubble, I know you, I know Keiko, I know Jenny. So, like, to me, like, yeah, of course, there's tons of really funny Asians in L.A. <laughs> but then you look at, you know, all the lineups every night and all these shows, it's like, okay, there's, like, one person right. the entire night, mm-hmm. right? So having them all in one place and showing that, yeah, you can you can make a show right. that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I'm reminded of, so um, Will put together a really cool Armando um, improv Thing mm-hmm. at the Comic Con Festival, yeah. which mm-hmm. featured John Cho. So, um, you guys want to explain what Armando is? Yeah, so yeah. Armando is uh, a, a improv format where we you get a guest um, to mm-hmm. tell monologues, and then an improv team will do scenes based off those um, monologues. That yeah. right. so essentially, gives. it was it was created by Armando Diaz just to give him credit right. every time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, the idea is that's like we yeah the, the guest gets a suggestion and then. Basically, it just tells true stories right. or anecdotes or things from their lives. And uh, we, were, uh, my Harold team, Rococo, got to mm-hmm. do it off monologues by John Cho, and it was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. It was, it was hilarious. And then it was so it was great. It was yeah. what was the most amazing things? You were able to take like totally specific stuff and like make jokes out of right. it. Like, yeah, and I think some of that stuff is <laughs> aided. And uh, this all ties in our, that same conversation yeah. about representation. Is a lot. Uh, Rococo is a very diverse team. I you am, know what I mean? There's totally. a, there's someone who's black on it, someone who's gay on it, someone who's Indian me. On it. <laughs> there's like well, uh, uh, white it's like people half on women, it, half women, yeah, half women. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's Asian uh, American. So it, uh, because of that, I think I, I think it just comedy to me is just better when it's distilled through many different per- and different yes. perspectives. It's just boring when it's the same. When you see, if you go to a stand up show and every comic looks the exact same, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be as fun or interesting as yeah. then as yeah. when there's multiple perspectives yeah. and it's you know what I mean personalities, yeah, yeah. personalities, yeah. and that's that's why representation is important. That's yeah. why the Scarlet show is great because <laughs> it's like here's another perspective that you just don't see enough of. Yeah, um, and like uh, when we did the. F- did the first year of Comedy Comedy Fest, and we asked uh, Rococo, which is Drew's uh, Herald team, to perform. Like I knew I wanted them because they were, you know, 
the most diverse improv team out there at that time. And Harold is like the highest level of UCB, or it, uh, it's or um, it's a, it's a, essentially it's an improv form, and it it's like it's kind of a it's a, I don't know if it's the highest level. It's essentially before you, you're not a weekend team when you're on Harold Night, but Harold teams tend to get graduate. It's where all the talent. Uh, is cultivated, I right. guess. Right. UCB, yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. And yeah. You graduate out of it. If you're, if you either get cut from Harold Knight. It's, it's, it's every year. There's cuts and changes. You, mm-hmm. You're either cut or you move on to the next year. And about usually after four years, three to four years, sometimes less, teams are graduated mm-hmm. and made a weekend team. You the know, brutal world of improv comedy. Brutal world. <laughs> it is though, but it's like you know, it's, it's, I'm yeah, it's, two it, years ago and I'm learning this. Yeah, it's only brutal because there's a lot of people. Like there's the, a lot of people and they're hopeful. I think and like funny. Yeah. Yeah. Eight thousand, nine thousand people just students went through the program this year you know what I mean and there's like like what 800 people auditioned for Harold teams I think this year maybe there were 18 spots or 17 spots oh, wow. so you know what I mean it's yeah. just yeah. it's just competitive for that reason right. that's the only reason it's brutal yeah. that's all to say that Drew is very very good yeah no Drew yeah, is yeah. oh this is all meant to be a, <laughs> yeah, a brat yeah. <laughs> and in summary I'm yes. amazing yes also yeah. you have to have a extreme you have to be like very well endowed to be on Harold <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I guess that's part of it so it's like the entire you know entire package ha right. ha ha um, um, so, but the thing that I oh, was... We just made a choke. Uh, <laughs> hey, I went to UCB. I went there for 101. No, I'm excited for Star to be over so I can do 201. I'm like, nice. let's go. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm excited just because I have met some, like, I just can recount from church, from school, from whatever. I've met, I have so many funny, witty, hilarious, like, just, like, sharp mm-hmm. Asian American friends that like now I'm like, if I run into I'm like you should do improv right. yeah of course you should be a comedian because I'm like you I think you're funnier than people I've seen in class but yeah. like again that's not their dream I get it yeah. but it's just to plant that seed well that you could and that it's awesome and it's mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. um yeah. it, it's like a great way to build that create creativity and that life confidence yeah. yeah it's yeah. a great life skill <laughs> I agree. they clearly a lot of them have already nailed they don't need to go to UCB but I'm like <laughs> but if you were to insert that into the comedy world we would all benefit right. from it like yeah. it, I really think you should join <laughs> yeah it's cool that you say that because I mean um th- I mean that's essentially the reason why ScarJo this the show started for me because um and it's, it's weird how it's all kind of this whole thing is full circle because actually Stephen Young is the first Asian person I ever saw do long form improv. What? And and he was uh, such a big influence to me to see someone who looked like me doing improv. I didn't know what long form improv was. And so when I first saw it, I was so like confused, but so amazed by what I was watching. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it was a, such a big influence, personal influence to me to see him and um where did he do improv he did uh he originally did in chicago um io and second city Mm -hmm. but i saw him at the io west Mm. and it was in the loft theater so if anyone knows that it's just this really small very right yeah you know it's just like (laughs) small like humble space Mm -hmm. and you know seeing him do improv uh in front of an audience of like two Mm-hmm. You know, like that was a weirdly cool experience for me to see. Fifty percent of the audience, right? Yeah, exactly. And and it 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 changed my life essentially. It changed the trajectory of my life because I wasn't an actor at that time. Mm-hmm. But to see him uh, do improv and to see him on TV, like I was like, holy crap! If he can do that, like I think I can do that too. And so, or at least you want to give it a shot. Yeah, give it like, a shot because it's inspiring. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you know. If, Fast forward a few years later, and here, uh, here I am creating this show that's featuring a bunch of Asian Americans. Like, my hope for this show is that whoever's in the audience can get that same exact feeling that I experienced, yeah. however many oh, years ago. Oh, I guarantee ago. it has already. I'm sure yeah. it has. I, mean, I hope, yeah, I really hope so. I mean, even when you guys came, so you guys came to our show in, in June, mm-hmm. and that was the first time July. a lot of, July? Was it July? <laughs> Lost all track of time. I know, me too. Time has no meaning anymore. I know. Um, for a lot of our audience, that was the first time they've seen long form improv mm-hmm. as well, and you know it was such a. I had so many people just come up to me and say that was that was hilarious. Like mm-hmm. they've never seen anything like that before. Because so to them, like, we gave imp- ourselves a little pat on the back. <laughs> to them, improv yes. is like like short form games, like yeah. cool lines, anyways. Right. And that's what up, we were. Wor- we were right? we all doing it. We were like backstage, we were like I hope they get this. Will they get this? Like if they haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And I was so yeah. it was great that they yeah. Just so and then good. and then part of it is also the fact that you guys being also like of the community we're able to tap into like those 
those little inside jokes that you know other people probably would go over their heads before mm-hmm. for the Asian American community, it hits like a like a brick. Yeah, yeah. Yes! yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so great to have like the audience that really kind of got all of the jokes and all the little yeah. Nuances yeah. That was the stuff. best part. I remember during the John Cho um, monologue, Armando said, you know. Making jokes about bringing like because my family totally did this. We we packed up a backpack full of like lunch mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. to Disneyland. Of course, that's right. what John Cho in his monologue yeah. talked about his mother <laughs> packing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And so we yeah because we have a because Rococo is a pretty diverse team we could yeah. all blow that out in ways that was specific to our own exactly. And, and it was so good. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. would uh, this person carry? What would this person bring exactly. to the thing? It, so it, yeah, it just it was yeah it was a lot of fun. You're the so one that great. was asking about the tikka masala, right? I, think so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I got a ziploc bag of tikka masala. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is just uh, yeah. I don't know. I just I have a lot of fun playing with people who all have different perspectives mm-hmm. and backgrounds. Yeah, and, and that's the like that's what is missing in a lot of main like quote unquote mainstream media is just these yeah. perspectives, mm-hmm. and it's getting yeah. the same yeah. is the problem. And I think there's this weird assumption. I don't know if you guys have felt it, but I think there's a weird assumption in Hollywood and everywhere that uh, the public at large, the majority of people, cannot relate to a story unless it's from the perspective of a straight white male character usually right. like mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. oh we can't relate to it if it's an Asian guy what like even uh, as a female like I even was as a female it's like it's still fringy to them even yeah. though that's half the human race yeah. Yeah. No, when Ghostbusters came out this year uh, no review could talk about it without being like oh it's a female driven comedy right. which yeah. it is but it's also a comedy that stars people who represent half the human race it's right. not fringe it's not like <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. you know what I mean and there's this weird assumption that one thing is mainstream, and if you're not that, everything else is. You're kind of just your story is like you're 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 a supporting cast mm-hmm. member, which is what I mean. And I've talked about this multiple times about comedy because as as a female, I mean, this is not even talking about being a minority ethnicity wise. It's just as a female, I grew up feeling like women aren't funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of like the resounding message that's that's kind of spread. And so when I watched SNL later on, and I saw these women just be hilarious and just kill it week after week. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, they are funny. And yeah. then it kind of just, again, like subconsciously or consciously, it goes like, if they're funny, like, yeah, women in general, like it just kind of establishes, yeah, women are funny. Exactly. Yeah. And you're stupid if you don't get that. Yeah. And then it empowers other women to be like, hey, you know what? It'd be really cool to like go to an improv school yeah. and try yeah. it out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And beforehand, they might have really never even considered it because they're like, well, I'm exactly. not as funny. I'm not like. Yeah. And if you want to consider empowering women, uh, please vote for Trump this election. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> respects women more <laughs> than <laughs> Nobody. Um, but that's the thing, like improv, yeah. you, don't even, you don't even need to be <laughs> funny to yeah. be good at improv because it's it's not about teaching you how to be Teamwork. funny. It's teaching you how to work with others mm-hmm. to like yeah. find the fun. To the add funny to the is story. The, one, the funny is the one part you cannot teach. Like either yeah. you have that or not. And you don't, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, imp- some, there's improvisers who don't have funny, but they're, they're amazing actors. You can yeah. play with them. They're great. Yeah. But generally, the funny is the part that you can't really teach. It's either a right. spark that can grow or it's not there. And I feel like what improv does, good training, good good training of any kind of comedic training, is it helps you to discipline that funny into mm-hmm. something that yeah. can And grow confidence in it. You know what I'm saying? To, like, to identify me. Yeah, yeah. And be like, Find your right. funny. Are you, yeah. are you the punchline? Are you the, That's what I was the setup? Ask you. Right? What or are your you? guys' <laughs> things? Because I noticed when I did 101 that I, I tended to be the gift giver. Right. I would always like, someone would have Which their set cool. up yeah. and I would like come insert something and then it'd get I a laugh. Yeah. like, yay, bye. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it keeps shifting as you as you keep right. growing in your career. Right. Billy Merritt, who's an, a UCB uh, OG kind of kind of dude from the old days, uh, still around, but I mean, he was around the founding of the theater. Has a thing where he he describes improvisers as either pirates, robots, or ninjas. Where <laughs> pirates are the kind who like swing into a scene and they're just they're confident playing from the gut. You know what I mean? Right. Robots are like analytical and work everything out and don't make moves until they've computed. Like, okay, this is okay, great. He's done this, so I'll <laughs> and feed then this. This is how I help. <laughs> and and yeah, ninjas yeah. are the ones who almost like what you were saying with setups who make seamless invisible moves that the audience doesn't see but makes the whole show way better like they're setting people up and the audience doesn't know the audience is laughing at the other person's reaction but really it's the ninja doing all the secret work and most people are a hybrid of of them but dominant usually something is like stronger stronger that's really cool and I think that's true I think people uh, yeah people Mm -hmm. default to and it changes throughout your career I feel like you can find that those um, those archetypes I guess in like any team really you know you have the guy you're like okay He's the PowerPoint guy. He's going to create the slides. 
he's the guy who's going to create the content, and then that's the guy who's going to talk. Right. Good a good team is a right. mix. Exactly. A yeah, good team exactly. is a mix of different voices and different energies. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's so true. It's like a it's like a heist group. Improv is life, is all we're saying. Yeah. It yeah. is. Life rules are comedy rules are <laughs> art rules, right? Good yeah. art it mirrors yeah. life. Good it movies right. uh, say something about life. I think. <laughs> right. I'm all about that. I'm really excited. I'm really, okay, so I'm disappointed. Full disclosure, I'm going to miss the show because I will not be in LA. Mm -hmm. But I want to know, like, are there are there going to be video like videos coming out after? Are you guys live streaming anything? Because I I know that a lot of people that listen to Collabcast are not all in LA and they're Mm -hmm. super jelly and I Mm -hmm. get it. Um, But will people be able to watch any part of it? Um, Yeah, I'm going to get a videographer for the show so you know hopefully i'll be able to get that footage and then put it onto youtube or or something like that um i do have footage from the first show i just haven't put it onto youtube yet because the files are so big and i don't (laughs) i don't know what to do with them (laughs) so they're just sitting on my computer like i organize Um, shows i'm not a a video man leave me alone yeah so so um, that's my hope is to to bring it up onto the internet so that People from and all you also want to bring it. your show to other other places because there's there's improv hubs all around mm-hmm. the yeah. world. I love that it's growing. I love yeah. that it's growing. Like Chicago, New York, Toronto, yeah. even. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, yeah. I would love to bring it to New York for um, UCB New York, like and uh, DCM, which is the Dell Close Marathon. Mm-hmm. That would that's like my hope. I think it would be great there. I think yeah, yeah I've done some yeah. shows there, and it's 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 always yeah, it would be so welcome there. Yeah, yeah, because because like Minji said, and then and Will's talked about this before too, like seeing someone that looks like you that has your mm-hmm. worldview or at least your perspective or similar perspective be on stage be funny be like more than just a punchline mm-hmm. right? it's and empowering I, I think, yeah, I think yeah that's something empowering. you guys do is that you guys are more than just a punchline you're, you're more than just a a tikka masala joke you're more than just a kimchi joke you guys are like creating yeah yeah there's i feel that is true about like like i i'm the so harold knight like i was saying at ucb Mm -hmm. it's a very kind of competitive thing because there's a lot of students that go through there's Mm -hmm. i think like eight or nine thousand students every year at least this last year almost ten thousand students came to the program right which is crazy and there's like uh how many there's not a lot there's seven harold teams of like eight (laughs) people each right Mm -hmm. uh but and i'm the only indian dude on harold knight and I think the only like Indian dude regularly on the UCB stage, wow. besides Kumail Nanjian, who's Pakistani and, right. and does stand up there sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've had like a couple students come to me, like is, some of them are like Middle Eastern people, some of them were Indian, mm-hmm. yeah, and be like, it's great seeing you up there. And I'm like, That's yeah, amazing. I'm glad you feel that way because now at least you feel like you might be able to. Like when yeah. I came up yeah. there, I was like, oh, I have to. Oh, it's when I, especially when I started at UCB, it was much more dominated by mostly male and it was mostly white. Now right. it's really, they're really making a concerted, and I applaud, Which is great, yeah. I applaud yeah. the effort a lot to really diversify. And I, I think it is working. I think it's mm-hmm. really helping. This last year was the most diverse uh, casting of new people on Harold and Maud uh, right. at UCB. Um, it's Harold and Maud? Yeah. Yeah, the other one called okay. named after the. I the get movie. it. I've seen, yeah. Do okay. you get it? New York also has it. Lloyd teams <laughs> after Harold sense. Lloyd, yeah. the comedian. I'm trying to start a Kumar team, but we're all Indian improvisers. And Hilarious! Uh, that would be the best <laughs> ever. Oh my god, that would be our opening is we just play a game of kabaddi. Yes, yeah. this Indian, <laughs> this, this Indian game. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! Uh, now I just want to bask in that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we make think this about happen? That right but yeah, anyway, that's I, I was just yeah. saying. I'm just piggybacking off that. I, I think it's it is important. That's why representation is important mm-hmm. because yeah. it does change the way society works. I think on a on a macro level, mm-hmm. not not Harold teams. Society <laughs> could give a shit about that, but I mean like <laughs> movies and TV and things yeah, that permeate right. our culture. Right. It really does make a difference. Yeah. And yeah. coming from an insider perspective, that we understand that maybe our listeners don't know. I mean, 10, 000, almost 10,000 people going through UCB this year is very reflective of the fact that improv as a skill is becoming that much more necessary for actors. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just becoming this thing where, like, people just talk about it. It's it's part of the conversation yeah, now. Yeah, it is. You, you not only have to get good headshots, you not only have to have go almost to a good every audition, yeah. you have to go to a good improv school. Yeah. So just letting you know. Yeah. Almost every audition I do and a bunch of the jobs I've done have involved improv. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's also because they know I'm an improv person, so right. they want me to. But I, but I feel like it. Yeah, they, it's, it's in casting it. calls now. It improv, is. improv. Please I, note improv experience. And I get it. I think it's because improv is close. Like you know, when they were casting, when they were picking stand-ups to do acting roles, it was good. But improv is pretty much replicating the exact thing that an acting job is. You know, in the <laughs> sense of that you're acting, you're in a scene. It's scenic. Right. Yeah. Stand-up yeah. is not scenic. You're still being funny. Here's your, here's you being funny 
in a scenic context. You right, know I mean? right, right. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's not even um, comedic, like comedy based. Not all it, of it. It's yeah, like the skill of being able to be in the scene, in know the what moment. the heck is going yeah. on and bring reality to it, yeah. which is kind of a problem for me. I've gotten scolded for this in my scene <laughs> study class because I don't stick to the words exactly, which is like a sin in theater because right. you're like, honor the writer. Oh, yeah. Right. But <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'm like, well, that's not, and I know that's kind of a shitty thing and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm like, well, if I were to say it as as me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, it doesn't feel as natural saying it this, this, this. I would say this and this and this and this. And so I kind of improvise it. I love improvising and people hate me <laughs> when you <laughs> do that. It just means it's just being a Paul Face movie. That's all. A what? <laughs> Paul Feig movie? What is that? Um, like Bride's Spy, Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yes. He, that, that's a lot. There's a lot of improv. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The casts are all improvised. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I heard she's queen. Like, she kills improv. And oh, she's else. an amazing improv. Yeah. She's phenomenal. I've seen her the Gremlins. She's phenomenal. Dude, do you guys watch um, the Ghostbusters outtakes of Kate McKinnon's bloopers? No, I got to see It's them. just like so a 10 minute clip of her just improvising new lines over and over wow. again it's so great what video is this it's on youtube it's uh the Kate mckinnon's go- ghost i haven't even seen ghostbusters <laughs> yet but that's because i don't support females <laughs> 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 who does i mean why would you do that and on that note uh thank you so much for joining us oh. uh, our guests were will Choi and Dhruv uday singh thank you for having um, us mm-hmm. Really quick, let's plug that thing we've been talking about this whole entire oh, this whole half time? hour. Yeah, <laughs> um, cool. So if uh, if you're free Friday, November fourth at nine thirty p.m. Uh, and you don't want to go watch Doctor Strange and you want to actually watch Asian people, um, <laughs> uh, please come to Scarlett Johansson presents opening night of Doctor Strange with a brief. Lesson in Chinese History by Matt Damon. That's the full title of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, what was it again? Um, And it's going to be at the UCB Sunset Inner Sanctum Cafe Theater, I guess. And um, uh, yeah, free admission. Um, It's going to be packed, though. It's going to be packed. Come Come early. early. Free admission, free snacks. Snackies. Um, Those are so good. Yeah. We're going to start right at 930 because the whole schedule is packed. So don't be late. Um, once again, it has Shang Wang, Giovanni Linneoi, Drew with Voltron, the UCB super team, and Stir Friday Night, hosted by myself and Keiko Agena, who you know from Gilmore Girls, and um, a couple guests that um, will pop in throughout the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, please come. It's going to be really great. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then also catch Drew on. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Come watch Rococo. Check out this podcast that I co-host called uh, I'm Too Effing High. It's on iTunes. Oh, Very nice. <laughs> nice. Fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm just on. Oh, okay. one thing, one plug I want to do for collab, because I didn't bring this up at all until mm. now. Will is going to be doing an improv workshop oh, yeah. at our Empower Conference. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So last year we had Susan Song, who's an amazing improv comedian. I hope. I do you guys know, you yeah, know her? Susan. I, had we, gra- I, I, did, I went to class. I think she was in my 401. At UCB. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. I, I actually grew up with her. I've known her since I was no four. Way. And she's literally the funniest person in my life. She's that I've known. And <laughs> she taught it last year. And people that were not familiar did not know anything about improv i kind of forced them like there are people who signed up for it and then there are our volunteers who are standing around doing nothing and i was like go to the improv thing and they all left like that was so fun and will's gonna kill it it's gonna be so amazing so people who are in la or have the ability to come to la november 11th or 12th please come um there's gonna be awesome workshops and panels and amongst that will be That's will's great. improv workshop cool. yeah fun yeah. Where can people follow you on um, the internet? The in the internet, um, I have. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Will Choi, Twitter Will S Choi. I also have a podcast called The Drunk Monk Podcast yes. with Keiko Gena. So you could follow me there, and um, yeah, just look out for Scarlett Johansson presents future events and um, Asian as fuck. That's the new show at the UCB Sunset Stage. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think we you talked about that. Oh, did I not? Did you got a new show at UCB oh, Sunset. Right. What? No. Uh, so yeah, and there's a. I can go to that. There's an upcoming upcoming uh, show, which is essentially an Asian American variety show. It's going to be on the UCB Sunset stage, uh, main stage, November 29th. So Ooh, that's awesome. And you got that because of the success of Scar Two, or? Uh, I think it was it it was it, it played a factor <laughs> into getting it. But yeah. But that's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
And where can people follow you? Oh, uh, just search my name, Drew Vadesing. I do have I'm on Instagram too, but I don't post anything. <laughs> uh, also, just I want, uh, yeah, I would love to plug uh, a show coming up on November seventh, the day before the election, at oh. UCB Franklin that I'm hosting an in called the Election Cage Match. It's going to oh. be Team Hillary, Team Trump, and Team Third Party <laughs> all going up against each other, uh, doing improv from the perspectives of these candidates yes. and the, the, the philosophies, and you get to vote <laughs> before, the, before the election on which Stop team you want. It. It's going to be a blast. So I, I um, sounds awesome. Come out. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you guys for joining us. Um, for those of you... Um, as always, our listeners can email the podcast at podcast at collaboration.org if they have any questions, feedback, or um, topic suggestions. Those of you who did email me, I have your topic suggestions. We just haven't had a chance to get to them yet, but we will get to them in the near future, I assure you. Promise. Um, you can subscribe to the Collabcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and wherever you find podcasts through your RSS feeds. Um, um, thanks to Paul Date for use of his track Invisible World for intro and outro you can check out the music video that stars Minji uh. on YouTube and Facebook <laughs> now I take that back I'm very proud <laughs> uh. um, and that'll do it that, this has been episode 91 of the Clockcast. thank you again Will and Drew for joining you us you heard uh, Minji's played in that music video by Zoe Deschanel <laughs> oh. yes <laughs> And I'm so honored. She does a very good Minji. You can barely see. <laughs> Those big blue eyes. Her acting is so good you forget. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Totally forgot. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Love.